Welcome to The Rant. I'm your host, Herman James, and on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about workplace morale. Today's show is brought to you by GoDaddy. Buy your own domain name, build your site, or use any of GoDaddy's business tools and save 30% at www.trygodaddy.com forward slash the rant. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for all the support you've been giving the rant. I really appreciate it. Again, it's helped us grow as much as we have now, and we're coming up on a year. Yeah, it's been a year. Uh, I can't believe it either. It's kind of gone by quickly, and we've hit a whole bunch of marks that I didn't expect to be able to hit, and it's fantastic. I really want to thank Everyone for the support, everyone for the follows and the enthusiasm that you guys have put in and put behind the show. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you to all the guests coming on as well. I also want to thank uh, Bon and Viv for hooking us up with the spiked seltzer we're drinking today. Uh, yeah, call me a pussy. That's cool. I don't care. I'm drinking it. It's low carb, low cal, low sugar, and still get you buzzed. It's not a bad thing to have, especially for the summertime. And I got a pool. Fuck yeah, why not? All right, uh, as the intro said, on this episode, I'm going to be talking about the workplace morale. Uh, I've worked in a few different establishments at a few different locations across the Northern California area, and each one of them has their own unique ideas and circumstances uh, that bode well for themselves. Uh, on a conversation I had with a local entrepreneur and business owner here in Sacramento last week, and uh, talks about how she's having issues with retaining some of her staff and how the company's always chasing its tail, trying to find new people, training them. Then once they're trained, they're moving on. Just how to retain. Retention's key. You don't retain your staff. If you don't retain your clients, you're always chasing new ones and you're actually wasting money because you don't pull anything and you can't keep it. So what are you doing with your money? Training and throwing it down the trash. When you combine that with the work environments that I've been in and ones I'm currently in, it, it's a huge clusterfuck and it is, I don't know, it, it's unbelievable to me that it is so hard to understand that you need to have a good morale around your office, your business with your staff and coworkers in order to have a good functioning business. Because again, if the Individuals in the office, at your facilities, any of the locations you're at, if you're in multiple locations, if they're not happy, they're not going to stay. And a bad coworker, bad staff, bad employee is going to be able to deter new customers from coming in because they're unhappy. They're going to put that out there. And if they're fake, it's usually easily readable. I can fake it pretty well. I've done it for a long enough time where... I don't have to be happy to project happiness. Now, I'm usually happy in the environment that I'm in. Maybe the job itself doesn't bring me joy. Serving food didn't bring me joy. Yeah, that's some Marie Kondo shit right there. But what did bring me joy was interacting with people, having a good time with people, and having conversations that I wouldn't normally have. Joking and just kind of having a good time while I'm at work. That made serving food and drinks so much more pleasurable. Okay, the cash in hand I made on a nightly basis also didn't hurt, but 
if you're doing something that makes you miserable, the money shouldn't be why you're staying. Of course, that is for a lot of us because you are afraid to go somewhere else to put yourself out there or you feel that you're not worthy to be somewhere else, not educated or qualified to be somewhere else to do something better. And that's just your own inner insecurities and some bullshit you're telling yourself for God knows what reason, but it's not true. Put yourself out there. See what happens. Talk to headhunters. They're typically going to be free because they're working for an advertising agency or they're working for a marketing agency or an employment agency that gets paid to put you places. You don't have to pay them. It's kind of a nice thing to have going on for you. But when it comes to trying to figure out exactly what an employee or a staff member needs, it should be easy. Now, I say should because if it was easy, there wouldn't be all these self-help books and business books, the New York bestsellers list. Like they're, they're massive amounts of money thrown at understanding the bare necessities. Yeah, it's a Jungle Book reference of what people need to be able to function and be happy at work. If you are a bad manager, you know you're a bad manager. If you, as a manager, are supposed to hire lower people to manage the staff, they're not doing it right, you know that they're bad if you have to keep making excuses for them, or if they can't retain the staff, or if the staff is rebellious and they're the ones in charge. This is something that you need to be able to do. This is something that, as a manager, you have to be able to figure out. And if you have figured it out, you need to take action. You need to physically take action, not let it work itself out, because that's not going to fucking work out. And it's not going to bode well for you, especially if you have superiors. If your decisions affect the bottom line, that's your ass. Yeah, shit rolls downhill, but it can only go so far. When it hits the bottom and you can't maintain your base, you're going to see your own ass hit the curb. Yeah, it's going to happen. And for those that it hasn't happened for you yet, you're fucking lucky and you're a piece of shit. Because honestly, what the fuck? Why are you letting this happen? Why are you seeing poor employees in charge of other poor employees or inviting this shitty environment for people to come to work at? You need a healthy and welcoming environment for people to be at or they're not going to stay. And the ones that do stay aren't going to fucking perform because they don't have to. You have proven that it's not a fucking fault of their own. You're just letting it happen. It's company all rightness. I don't even know if that's a fucking thing. But the shitty performance is not reprimanded. There's no negative consequence. So keep being negative and saying, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck this job, pay me. And pay them you will. And both a monetarily, monetary, money. Yeah, you pay them in money. Monetarily, you'll pay them as well as emotionally and with fucking sacrifice. Because you're going to lose your good employees, the people that want to be there, that want to learn, that want to excel with your company, because they see this shit going on around them, 
and no one is helping them by getting around these people, through these people, taking these people out of the way to deter the good workers from doing a good job. Because if you have to come to work with a toxic coworker, you have a toxic mindset. You add added stress to individuals coming to work and make them anxious about being at work to deal with all the other people there, not even their own jobs. Now you're dealing with treating a mentality of the work environment, not even the work itself. You can't address it as the workload or the type of work or the industry that is causing this negative effect on someone's psyche and on their overall morale and well-being. This is something that is directly related to the interrelationships of coworkers and departments and things that are directly connected to them that are within close proximity that have to be addressed. And when they're not, it is a cancer that spreads throughout the company and honestly, it has to stop somewhere. I don't think that eliminating the entire crew of people is a way of doing it, but stopping it before it happens is always the best idea and it's never the case that works. It's never going to work out that way. You're never going to have a perfect work environment and I understand that and I think everyone else also understands that. There's always going to be some sort of animosity or some sort of regular angst towards one person or another or whatever it might be but when it's complete negative energy, consistent negative energy that has to be stopped. You have to some way find the proper way to curtail that and eliminate it. Now, I think all of this being said, this this has to come from the top. This has to be something that's set in place by the owner or upper management or whomever is the lead of the entire department, the entire floor, the entire company, whatever works for you. I know that it's different all over. I mean, I can say the manager and sometimes the manager is the owner. Sometimes the manager is the lowest person on there. So, you know, whatever I, I, whatever works best for you in terms of whoever is basically the top of the top for your department, for your industry, for your team, Whatever that is, that's where it has to start. So if it is your general manager, that general manager has to put in an environment and some sort of framework that is going to be able to not only encourage, but strengthen those kind of environments and those kind of relationships. And That individual has to be able to not only preach what they want, but to practice that same type of mentality and same type of work ethic and have that same type of morale. Now, that happens before they walk in the door. Management has to have a positive attitude, leave their shit at the door. Yeah, if you're like me, you've worked industries, we've heard this before. Leave your personal life at the door before you check in. Yeah, that is impossible to do because that's what we all deal with. But when it comes to management, 
You have to fucking suck it up and pretend that you're doing perfectly fine. No one cares about how you're doing if you come in with a negative attitude, negative mentality, because it's going to fucking spread like a wildfire. And trust me, us Californians now know what that's like, because we can't go one summer without one. No, we haven't had one yet, right? Knock on wood. But that's how it has to start. You have to put in a framework that is going to encourage a positive work environment that is going to also grow that environment and encourage people to participate within that environment. That way, those that don't get blockaded and those people feel that they don't belong because those are the people you want. You don't want negative energy people, bad people, people that can't do anything but talk shit on other employees and your fucking customers that breeds negativity. So if the owner, the manager, the GM, whoever it might be that's in charge of all the staff has a positive attitude and is always projecting positivity, that's also contagious. That will also spread. That is going to trickle down to everyone below them and keep going that way. It is going to encourage other people to be positive. It rewards positivity because everyone wants to be around that. It releases the endorphins that everyone likes to have released. It makes you feel like you're on crack because everyone's in some sort of fucking heaven. The good place. Yeah, that's a TV reference for uh, Belle. Yeah. She's a nice lady. Dax Shepard hit a fucking grand slam with that one. But management has to keep that positive mentality at all times and when they see negative things happening they have to address it immediately look at the environment look at the people look at what's going on don't place blame on any individual because that makes the staff think you're picking a side address the situation as it lies if you hear bickering Ask what the issue is. See if you can help resolve it. If there's bickering between each other, find out what's the core of it. Is it the individuals don't like each other? Is it something that one of them has done? Is it a personal attack? Or is it something that maybe a customer's done that they're having a dispute about or disagreement or misunderstanding about? Find the core issue of what's going on. Address that. If it is an individual attacking another individual, address that. Head on. Don't let that go because what's going to happen is that is going to breed. It's going to create animosity. It is then going to have harbored feelings for the other individuals and people watching are noticing what you're doing and that if you're not doing anything about it, they can do the same thing. Everyone's always watching. An office is like a fucking toddler. It's always watching and learning and adapting. Two hours of species, that's just what we are. We're learners, we're adapters, and we're people watchers. I watch people more than others, but that's just because I enjoy doing it and watching how humans interact. Now, when it comes to the staff, positive enforcement and encouragement. Shit, just acknowledgement works and goes above and beyond. As a manager, if they were to walk in the front door, say hello to all the staff members they walk by by first name that acknowledges to the staff you know who they are you actually give them a feeling and a sense of worth and pride you know who they are 
you take time out of your day to acknowledge who they are. Now, if you have a staff of a thousand fucking people and you walk by them all day in like a warehouse, that's harder to do. I understand that. But the people you walk across, you see, you make eye contact with, say their names. Ask someone how the fuck they're doing that day. I don't care if you care. Just do it. They'll give you the same verbatim answers. Fine. Good. Doing well. Oh, every day's a good day. Awesome. Thanks for asking. How are you? You'll say, oh, good, and keep fucking moving. But it's that little bit of acknowledgement that they're there. You appreciate them for being there, and they appreciate you for knowing who they are. That alone does more than anything. Do the same on the way out. Say goodbye, even if it's a mass goodbye. All right, guys, I'll see you all tomorrow. And you leave. If you leave before your staff leaves. When you sneak out the back fucking door and people asking if you're still there, that gives a bad fucking mentality to people puts a bad taste in their mouth as well that is horrible fucking management you need to let them know when you're there and let them know when you're going to leave if you leave and don't tell your staff that you're leaving that makes me think you don't trust your staff you have no faith in them to perform when you're not there which means you didn't do your job as a trainer or as a manager to let people be self-sufficient and you have to micromanage the fuck out of them or you have to manage with fear also not a good fucking tactic because all that's going to happen is people are going to find a way to rebel and get around you or do even less despite you because you're a fucking prick acknowledgement say hello when you get in say goodbye when you leave if you're there before people and they leave before you and you see them leaving, tell them to have a good day or evening or goodbye or see you tomorrow. Enjoy your fucking vacation, weekend, wherever it might be. These little bits of things shouldn't have to be said, but I've worked in so many fucking environments where they're never even addressed. I've had managers walk in, walk out, never say a fucking word, and the only time they acknowledge their staff is when there's something wrong. Is that what you want? Do you want to have the anxiety of your staff and coworkers to increase when you walk around because you're not going to acknowledge them or praise them? You're just going to criticize and bring them down and demean them and probably in front of other people, which even makes it fucking worse because that happens all the time. Another thing that needs to be addressed And disciplinary things, I'm not even going to focus on that. But if that has to happen, that needs to happen behind closed doors or separate from everybody else. There is no reason to reprimand someone on the floor, in front of staff, in front of customers, in front of anyone, really. That needs to be a private one-on-one or one-on-one with a witness. In most cases, you probably want a witness. Now, that goes both for the management and for the staff member. A, because it holds both sides accountable, and B, let someone have an independent witness that can document whatever may or may not be said when it's mixed genders. That's another reason why, because there's too many sexual harassment things that go on, both male and female. So, keep an eye on that. Kind of do what you do with that one. But, uh, yeah, disciplining people, that, that's your own thing. and I, I'll do a podcast about that later on and probably some more ideas on management 
and a little bit of management coaching and staffing, kind of just a, essentially a consultation that you'll get for free from my years of experience as management owner and working in such a many broad arrays and fields of employment. But acknowledgement is the bare minimum that management should be able to do and continue to do on a daily basis. Now, when it comes to acknowledging the staff, you also have to acknowledge their hardships. Yeah, you have hardships, they have hardships, we all have hardships. But the way staff looks at management is different than how you look at your other management or anything in that regard. As an employee or a staff member, management to you is there and they're going to run you and they get paid because of what you do. They get paid better than you. And in most cases, they get to come and go as they please. They have an office. They have more PTO, more pay, and more privileges than your other coworkers, staff members, employees are going to have. So you're actually coming from an entitled perspective when it comes to the staff and employees. And you need to make them feel that you're one of them, part of them, with built-in respect and loyalty. Now, they should not be able to, and by they I do mean the staff and employees and coworkers uh, versus management, should not feel that they're so comfortable with you that they can, by all means, break the rules, break your trust, and get away with things and have zero repercussions for doing so. I've worked in environments where this fucking happens all the time and those shit dicks get promoted because they're friends of the boss, family of the boss, but they're fucking assholes and you ruin morale by doing that. You let the shit fuck that's been on a three-day no-call, no-show coke binge fucking sit in the office, do absolutely nothing and get paid better than most people in the office, have less responsibility and get paid leave and paid travel. What kind of a fucking punishment is that? Meanwhile, the new person who has few years of experience in the field who's late gets written up and reprimanded. Late once. Shit dick. No call. No show. Three days. Can't be get a hold of on a cell phone from anyone he knows. And there is a number of people that come up and step up to say they saw said employee those three days on a crazy Coke binge. Management knows about it. Management knows the coworker has a Coke problem. Not a problem. Do you work? What work? These fuckers just sit around. This is the kind of environment that people see that is going to just breed hatred. And people are going to loathe that employee and that manager because of that. There's no loyalty when it comes to that kind of acknowledgement of sheer disrespect and no repercussions. Now, the ones that are doing the job, the ones that are there on time or early and stay late or work extra hours, there needs to be rewards for that. Yeah, if their salary, uh, no, uh, let me change one. If they're hourly, they get overtime. Extra pay goes into that. Salary gets fucking nothing. You work to work, and if you want to work extra hours, fucking great. You're not getting paid for it. It turns into essentially like slave labor. Yeah, send me emails. I get it. Ah, But that's what you're coming across. So if your salary and you show up early, 
and you work late, you work a 10, 11 hour day, you get paid the same as you would if you worked a five hour day. You're an exempt employee. It doesn't fucking matter. And what makes any employee want to work that much or that hard for someone that doesn't acknowledge them, doesn't give them any sort of benefits or rewards for being there, or even acknowledge the fact that they're doing things that others aren't and the company is being successful because of that person or those people. You need to fucking reward that. An acknowledgement of saying good job will help. But again, that's the minimum of what should be done. So you need to reward that person or those people with either an early day, a late day that doesn't come out of their PTO, gift cards, catered lunch, something. Something needs to be given to show that they're appreciated and you appreciate them. Because if you don't, there is going to, again, be breed animosity and hatred toward that management and toward being able to do that or even want to do that. If you're asking someone to do it and there's no fucking reward for it, that's fucked. If they're doing it on their own free will, acknowledgement should be put to that person. Because... It's not a requirement, they're not asked to it, but they're doing it because they want to. They want to better themselves or the company, and eventually there should be something that is shown for that work and that type of work ethic. It might seem minimal or small to you now to hear it or listen to this in saying that giving all of your staff or one staff member or select staff members the ability to come in an hour later or leave an hour earlier and not to dock them for the pay for that or their PTO for that as something that would mean nothing or have no effect. But that really boosts people morale and really entices them to be able to work harder or more effectively. And when it doesn't hurt the company, it is a win-win for everybody. It's offices that have that flexibility and malleability with their work hours and the ability to have people work from home. I know I say it all the time because I do love working from home, but I do like to get out of the house as well at the same time. So it's that nice balance of commute to work to stay at home and having that ability to if I want to or, you know, if I want to go to see my friends in San Diego or LA or New Jersey or Florida, I can go there and do it, put in eight hours still in the office by doing a telecommute, but still be somewhere else and still having that ability to do my job very well at another location. And that's something that I think everyone needs to understand is a huge, huge, important factor for everyone nowadays, with job loyalty and all of that going down the shitter, with everything becoming automated and the artificial intelligence, the robot fucking world, Skynet taking over, it's a scary place to be when you're trying to do your job and realizing I can be replaced by a computer because you can. And that's fucked. When you realize that, or if they can replace you with one person and six computers or something like that. It's it's a hard thing to understand, but you can never take the human quality and the human touch out of things. But by being able to give 
that acknowledgement and appreciation to those staff members or that employee, that's huge. And when it's a hot day in Sacramento, we get, you know, 110 degree plus days here in the summer. And you'll see some offices will have like a wacky dress day, whatever it might be, like beach day or Hawaiian day. People come in in sarongs and shorts and sandals and, you know, still work-appropriate attire, but very loose, form-fitting, whatever it might be, relaxed, because you have to commute. You have to sit in this office, and it's going to be fucking hot, and no one wants to be in a three-piece suit in that kind of the heat, and that includes women. Women want to be in these tight wool clothing that's not going to breathe well and sitting in a car and sitting in an office and yeah we live in air conditioning in terms of air conditioned house run to your car air conditioned car run from your car to the air conditioned office and then reverse it's still hot as fuck to go from a to b and your car doesn't automatically cool down before you get into it we don't all have the auto start and everything's on air conditioning oh just so awesome to have but not only does that show that you understand what an employee is dealing with and having to go through, but also shows you're kind of a fun individual to have around. You want to participate with the staff. You want to do things that's going to encourage a lighthearted atmosphere and and a stressful environment. And a lot of our work is stressful. It might not be stressful from the outside looking into those people that don't understand your industry, but it is for those that are working in it. That doesn't mean that it's going to be life-altering for everybody, but you not doing your job is really going to fuck up someone's day, and it could fuck up a customer's day. This is all the reality of what we all do, and it's knowing that you have that acknowledgement, that appreciation, those small little things that give you a self-worth, and knowing that it's okay to come to work, that you're not anxious to have to be working next to Rhonda or fucking Bill because he's a fucking asshole. Like, it's those ideas, those mentalities that ease the stress off of people and make them want to come to work. Make them have a great time. Shit, I had a boss that at the end of a work day, right before a holiday where we closed early, came out and poured people a glass of Johnny Walker, it was Gold Label at that time, because he had it in his desk, a brand new bottle he wanted to give to one of his reps that they couldn't take because the rep's office considered it bribery. So he kept it, poured it out for the office, and everyone had a drink at the end of a stressful year, at the end of a stressful day, quarter, and enjoyed themselves and felt loved and appreciated and that's really all that needed to happen just show that little bit of appreciation do you want to start getting paid for listening to podcasts especially the rant i know you do it's free money and why not do it download the podcoin app it's free for androids or iphones Use the code THERANT to get 300 points right off the bat for downloading the app. You can turn the points into free gift cards for Starbucks, Target, and a whole bunch of other things. Things are added every day 
for doing what you're already doing, listening to podcasts. Download the PodCoin app or check out thehermanjames.com for links. And don't forget to use the promo code THERANT for your free 300 points. All right, so we've talked about acknowledging the staff when you come in, when you leave, throughout the day, acknowledging those that work harder than others, rewarding the ones that are working hard, nipping the bad mentality and the bad people before it gets out of control. That stuff's been addressed for us. But how do you get the people that want to stay with you? How do you get good people and motivated people that are going to work hard for you and not just want to come in, cast a check, and get out? Well, that starts with looking at the requirements for the job and figuring out who's going to best fit those requirements and who's going to best fit within your office. Just because they fit the requirements on paper doesn't mean they're going to fit the office mentality and the office mojo. So I always think it's a good thing to have an interview with people that meet the qualifications on paper. And after you've had the interview with them and decided that you think they're going to be a good fit, have someone else in the office have an interview with them. Yeah, that's a fucking long time and you're paying money to have someone do it. But that would be a good step of looking that way toward how you want to have that happen. Especially if it's going to be someone that they're going to be working close with. So if you have uh, the general manager of a company, he's got four different departments and the leads of the departments, and I God fucking hope there's leads in the different departments, and there's a lead of the department, that person should be sitting in on all of the interviews, if not at least the last interview where they will be seeing how well they would work within their team because that department manager should know how their team works, their crew works, and how in relation to the work ethic and education and background of the applicant, how that's going to work with the current employees because you could find someone that is great on paper but is a fucking ogre in person. Just can't handle working with people, doesn't understand what's going on, and inevitably could just fucking ruin everything for the company because that one person can be the bad seed that just takes down that department, which could hurt the bottom dollar. Now, maybe they are great on paper, but just don't know how to express themselves in person. Again, that's not going to work for a company that deals with human interaction all the time and deals with customers. If you're someone that works on computers and never talks to anyone, fucking great. That person's a fucking gold mine. You don't have to worry about anything bad coming out of them because they're going to be a fucking workhorse. And as long as you appreciate them, you're good. But that's just kind of the idea of what you want to have happen. Don't set up some prefab fucked up questions like what spirit animal are you? I've had that question. It's fucking stupid. But have a legitimate interview where people that are going to be working with the applicant know what's going on. Now, you've got the process set up. How do you work out how to keep them and how to entice them to stay? Well, everyone's looking at the same thing. What are the requirements? What's the pay? Yeah, I've already talked about what are the hours and commutes, telecommuting and all that kind of stuff. But pay is a huge thing because 
Pay is what makes people stay. People that have been in a field for a certain amount of time or longer than they feel they would have normally done are afraid to go somewhere else because they don't feel they'll be paid the same well or cannot afford to leave that company even though there's another company in their near proximity probably even closer to the home. Or fuck it, maybe they're able to telecommute. But they can't leave because they're afraid that that pay is not going to be comparable. So if your company is going to allow for telecommuting, work that into the pay and let the employees and applicants understand, hey, yeah, this position at this company pays 5000 less than company X, Y, and Z, but you have to be in that office every day of the week from 8 to 5. Whereas you get to telecommute into this office five days out of the month. So out of those five days, depending on where you're at, it works out to be about the same if you take out the gas mileage, which are going to cost you to get here, but it also saves on the wear and tear of your car and you don't deal with stress. So yeah, we pay 5000 less, but the overall pay and benefit is really to you. And then you can get the nitty gritty of if they're up in a higher tax bracket, they're going to pay time or tax, all that bullshit. But you look at the quality of life for the individual. And so... Now you're looking at, okay, you've got a good rate of pay for them. How do you keep them motivated to work? And that goes back to the acknowledgement. If you've got a way for people to get paid extra for what they're doing at work, that entices them to want to stay. Look at how Facebook and Google and all the Silicon Valley setups are doing what they do in terms of having this great work environment, ping pong tables, all that happy horseshit that millennials are doing. That doesn't bother me. That's fucked up in a way that they're getting paid a good salary to be there and they're just playing ping pong. Uh, if they're not getting the job done, that, that shouldn't be happening. And unfortunately, unfortunately, there are people that are going to take advantage of that. But for jobs where that's not an option, why not set up some sort of goal? For people to hit. And whoever hits it gets a gift card. Or gets cash. Or gets an actual decent prize. Not some bullshit fucking like mug warmer. I don't know, I have what mug warmer. Loved it. Thank you for it. For my gift for uh, my Christmas present. It went great with the other items I got. Fantastic gift to have. Because I drink so much coffee at work. Horrible fucking prize to get. Just horrible prize. But... Maybe if you're a sales team and you have CSRs who all the work that don't get the commissions on things, maybe the CSR that gets the biggest sale or the biggest turn for whatever it might be gets a full day off without having to use a PTO. It's a floating holiday of their choice they get to have and doesn't come out of their PTO. That's fucking gold. But... Who knows? I like the idea of gift cards, good gift cards, not like 10 bucks to fucking Oakley. Stupid. But a decent gift card. Come on, Costco's out there. And if you're the owner of the company or GM, you know the company's making good money and you're just going to expense it anyway. Let's be realistic here and help people out. I love floating holiday PTO days. I think that works out well for a lot of people because everyone's trying to manage their PTO, especially if they have kids, significant, significant others, pets, whatever it might be. It's 
nice to have an extra day to give to be able to have that. And that doesn't hurt your bottom dollar. It has no effect on the company. I mean, if the person's out, yeah, it sucks. But that brings me to my next point when it comes to PTO. And I know I'm going off topic here a little bit, but PTO is great when people have it and can cut the tie from work. If you cannot cut the cord on PTO and you're attached to the desk and you have to use PTO, that's fucked up. If you have to be on call on PTO, you should not have to use PTO. Now, this is if you are allotted a certain amount of PTO. I know there are plenty of jobs out there where there's no limit to PTO. Kind of come and go as you please. That's a lot of sales jobs, at least, that you can kind of do that for you. And I understand that's why they don't have the limits. Now, for offices that have limits, fuck you. The point of having PTO is to have Paid time off, not PTA, paid time away. Not the Parent Teacher Association. I thought, saw where you guys were going with that. Thought where I'm going. Paid time away. Fuck it, great. That's telecommuting. That's that's just me not being in the office. And if you want to talk about not getting as much work done, fine. But if I have to be available, to talk to you. That means I can't get drunk. I can't be swimming or go ziplining or do whatever the fuck I want to do. You got to pay me for that. Two thirds. So one-third would be my PTO or vice versa, however you want to go about it, 50-50, great. But do not force someone to stay partially on the clock when they have to accrue PTO as slow as they do and then want to use it and then have to still stay near the phone. That's fucked up. That brings bad morale, bad mojo, bad everything to the fucking workplace. And it's fucking stupid because if... The boss is away and you're told not to call the boss when he's on PTO? Why the fuck do you get that entitlement? Because you sit at the top and you deal with everybody else and the things that you don't even know. It's so stressful. Fuck you. Your minions do all the work for you that you don't fucking know about. That's a lot more stressful than what you're dealing with. You deal with the big people, you deal with the big numbers, great. Oh, and if it wasn't for you, then the company wouldn't exist. If it wasn't for them, the company wouldn't exist. Let's be real here. It's two sides to every coin, you fucking piece of shit. Now, back to incentivizing people to come on board and to stay. So if you've got any sort of promotion or games you can kind of put out there or bonuses that you can give, not only at the end of the year, but sporadically throughout. Uh, working in different industries, hospitality and food, uh, they did a great thing of whoever could sell the most of whatever food or whatever liquor got a bottle of liquor or got the polo t-shirt or got to go to a sponsored event put on by said alcohol company or free dinner at a restaurant with them and their significant other. Those are good prizes to have. Those are good things to do. Working for sales companies, the companies that were giving you the products to sell for them. If you were able to sell their product or the biggest salesman in that district would get $1,000 in that product or you know, an event sponsorship to whatever events they're throwing. Those are huge things to do and those items didn't cost anything for the company that the people are working for to do. You just had the ability to put their names in the hat or get them in the running to do it. And again, cost you nothing. But if you bring that to the attention of your staff, that goes 
above and beyond. Because if you have a customer service rep and their sales marketing manager, producer, promoter, sales, whatever the fucking person's called, and they can both do a thing together, a lot of the time you have the producer will actually give the gift or the prize to the CSR because the CSRs do more of the work than the producers do. Producers know more and they're the mouthpiece, the salespeople of the team, but they don't do the nuts and bolts work. The CSRs do. Now, those of us that have worked in these industries with these kind of setups know that and understand that. And that's how the salesmen, salesmen, women, whatever you want to go with, keep their CSRs and their underlings happy. They treat them well because an outside party treated them well. They have the opportunity because of the company that they're working for, but their manager didn't give, didn't give shit to them. And that also brings no loyalty to that, to that manager. If someone's going to give them more money to go join their company, they're probably going to take that team. Realize that. They're taking the whole team with them. And then when people get old enough to retire, which is god-awful, 65, 66, god, like you're going to die soon now. But they're going to retire together. They're all going to leave because they don't want to learn someone new, someone younger. Like, realize that, management. You're going to lose an entire team, not one person. So if the partnerships that you have with your staff aren't doing well, it's not a comfortable work environment, and you fire someone or they quit, God, you have to hope they're not trying to quit on you while they're working for you because they're probably working on a game plan to do it behind your back and getting other coworkers and team members of theirs to leave with them to pull a whole team. And when you fire someone and you tell the company that if they talk to that person, you'll fire them, the fuck are you doing? It's a dictator. There's no contracts that are signed that state this. And if you're saying that, that's fucked up on you. And it's fear that you're showing. Fear. No trust in your team. No loyalty in your team. And you deserve to lose them. Because you don't deserve people that don't fucking work and respect you. And you have to fucking rule with an iron fist. Who the fuck are you? A little midget with a penis haircut, Kim Jong-un? Stupid motherfuckers. <laughs> You want to listen to the best podcast of all time? Cool. So do I. You can do that or you can listen to us. I'm Jay Ray, and this is my bitch ass sidekick, Luke Dog. You going to say the rest? L double P. Oh, I don't know. Well, I mean, go ahead. Well, We're already here. We're already here, up. bitch. Go ahead and start say over, it. No, just do it. Out, right? I don't want to fucking start Luke over. Luke Dog, L-O-O-P-D-O-Double-G. That's me. That's right. And we are Politics with Dummies, a podcast on the No Phony Podcast Network at nophonynetwork.com. Look for us. We be everywhere. <laughs> in return, if you do, my life is ruined. I can't let you now we've got the acknowledgement, the employees by name, recognition for work well done, stopping the bad employees from being bad employees, and disciplinary actions for those employees that require discipline. So these ideas have been addressed. We've talked about how to encourage and retain employees when you have the right ones put into place. Now, 
one of the biggest ideas when it comes to retention for me and for a lot of people is going to be a good work-life balance. It's hard to have that nowadays with technology being so prevalent in everyday life and with society being so addicted to technology, cell phones, computers, all of that in between. I mean, it's the same fucking thing, really. You can no longer leave the office in the office. You're working everywhere you go. No matter what your job is or what you're doing, you are at home researching, you're on the bus reading, you're preparing for the next day, you're still doing work from that office on the commute home, whatever it might be, you are no longer able to disconnect from work. Or our parents were completely able to disconnect from work because there was no technology available to chain them to their desk. Virtual chain, regardless, still a chain. But now we have that chain and everyone loves the fact that they can have instant access to all the information they want to their Twitters, their Instagrams, their Reddits, their Snapclits, their Tinders, whatever the fuck it might be. But employers have now taken that and made it a requirement to work more, pay you less for the amount of work you're doing, but work more. Think about how it was back in the day. Again, I I go back to like our parents and our grandparents, they didn't have this kind of bullshit. And if you're an hourly employee, you're getting paid all the time to work out of the office. Salary, not so much. So that work-life balance becomes very, very important. And being able to disconnect is a requirement now. It's no longer uh, just a nice illusion or everyone's going to get it, this and there. It's a requirement. You've heard me talk about in prior episodes about PTO requests and PTO shaming. I am always a victim of it because I don't have kids. I'm a current victim of it because my job I work at now, I'm three months since my initial PTO request was submitted. I've gotten no reviews on it. I've went to my supervisor. I've went to my supervisor's supervisor and got no result. Now I've got to go to a corporate supervisor. And if that doesn't work, I go to the EDD. Yeah, I'm going to the fucking employment department and filing a formal complaint because that's what you have to do. You have to hold the others who hold everyone else accountable, accountable. Who are watching the watchers? Yeah, another movie reference. That's what we have to do as good employees and good people. Hold everyone accountable for the bullshit that they're performing. Another issue I have right now, and if you're watching the Rant's Twitter page, it's Herman's Rant, or at Herman's Rant, whatever the fuck it is for it. Check it out. I put an actual synopsis of a conversation that this corporation has had. As a corporation, they thought it was great to improve company morale to make sure that everyone had a great life-to-work relationship. So what they did as of last year was they added two additional days to company holidays. They're going to be added into it. And then they added two floating holidays for every employee in this global company so that 
Everyone had more time available for themselves. And the two floating holidays didn't have to be accrued. They're available as of January 1st. That's amazing. People were overzealous because it was also company corporate policy that the company closes early the day before any holiday because people need to commute and get home, prepare like Thanksgiving and uh, Easter, Christmas, all these things. In order to do stuff, you still have to prep for it and get out in time. So they want to make sure that you had time to go and be with your families. Well, the head of my department said, fuck that. They gave you days that I can't take away from or say no to. But what I can do is make sure that no one goes home early anymore. So essentially what happened was the corporate policy lifted the entire company up and the local manager kicked everyone in the fucking nuts while they're lifted. Oh, you got two extra days for your PTO and the company's closed for two extra days. Okay, well, no longer can you go home. You have to sit in the commute traffic with everybody else. Oh, I know corporate has a policy, but I get to supersede that. So we're not doing it. Then recently, a nice memo came out for this global company from corporate to increase the life-to-work ratio and have better relationships with their families and have better relationships with employees. Corporate core hours globally were changing. And instead of being an 8-to-5 company, they were now going to be a 9-to-5 company. Everyone's pay stays the same. Hourly employees still get the hourly rate that they were before it. Has no effect on them. Everyone just now comes in an hour later. You get to avoid rush hour traffic, less stress, more time with the family, maybe an extra hour of sleep if you wanted to. That's fantastic. Everyone was overzealous. That's amazing. Such a great corporation, a great company, looking out for its staff, having great outlook. Well, the other shoe dropped. The local department manager, the guy that runs local company for it, said, fuck that. I'm not allowing that. We're not changing. Nothing changes. We move forward the way we were beforehand. Fuck corporate. I don't care what they say. I'm not doing it. We can't go against him. He runs the department. Above him is corporate. We're free to fight him. You're fired. Great morale booster. So not only did we get extra days to have off, but we got taken away that we can't leave early like we've been doing for years. And then everyone else in this global company gets their hours changed except for this one department because he doesn't want to. That's against what he holds dear to himself. Competition would be closed. Why the fuck should we? If you want to kill your team and want to kill morale, do exactly what he's doing. The playbook that he's got is so fucked up since he's been in charge There's only three employees left from when I got to the company that are still there. Everyone has either already left, and it's a pretty decent-sized department, or is on the way out, or as of today, have put in their two-week notice. That's how much turnover is in this department because 
of one bad apple. Yeah, he does a lot of great things for the company, for the department, and he's able to grow and expand this department, but there's no acknowledgement. There is no validation. There's no accreditation. There's nothing. There's no reward for any employee in this department to do anything but show up, do the bare minimum, and get the fuck out. What's the benefit to doing more? What's the benefit to being an employee in this company? There's zero. There's no possibility of being promoted from within because every position that's been opened up has been sent out to outside labor, having someone else being hired in and brought in above people that have worked there for years and know more about the company than anybody else. So you've proven right there that that's not going to be something that is an opportunity for anyone to grow into. There is zero benefits for working there because you have no ability to get any sort of bonuses or any sort of appreciation or acknowledgement throughout the duration of the time you're there. The minimal pay increases, that's a requirement by the corporate status, which I'm sure could probably be next by this motherfucker, are minimal at best. So that's not going to keep people there. And every time the corporate entity wants to do something great for its employees, the local management nixes that and says, no, go fuck yourself. That's not going to happen. There is zero, zero accountability for management for what the operations are being performed in the shitstorm that they're creating. If you want to have good, positive employees keep morale at an all-time high, you need to look for what's going wrong. When this is what is wrong with the company, the management doesn't know how to manage the people. It wants to just do its own independent thing and let the fucking company run around and to allow the company to run itself like fucking Lord of the Flies? Fuck you. That's not how this works. There needs to be a skeleton of how this whole fucking system works. There needs to be a hierarchy. There needs to be fucking chiefs and Indians. Not everyone can fucking run everything. There needs to be discipline for the people that don't do the job correctly. There needs to be a fucking acknowledgement for those that are doing well. There needs to be appreciation. There needs to be reward system built in. No, not everyone needs a fucking reward. No one's getting a fucking participation trophy for just showing up to work. I get that. And those people that assume that they can just show up and do the bare minimum, fuck you. You can. You can do the bare minimum. That's in your contract. That's exactly what you fucking sign the paper to do. But do not expect to get any sort of preferential treatment just because you've done the bare fucking minimum. We have come to a point in this world where that's considered the best. And the people that do a little bit more, they get penalized. They're the ones that are doing the best, so they are no longer able to move up and out of those positions. Yes, I've said this before, and it happens all the fucking time. The shit fucks that do nothing, that lie on their resume, that lie about what they do at work, that lie about everything that's being done, and give excuses for why they can't reach their goals, get praised. When they do the bare minimum, or the one thing right they're supposed to do every fucking day. Meanwhile, the people that show up early, stay late, do extra work, take on more, train your staff, fix the fucking problems the management and the fucking assholes in the company do, don't get a goddamn thing and get shit on. And when the corporate fucking entity wants to praise the individual and you fucking kick him in the nuts and knock him back down, fuck you. What do you have to fucking prove for this? You're the one that gets to leave. 
management doesn't have to do a goddamn thing. They answer to the higher-ups. And when you can't hit goal, you blame it on those smaller people, the underlings, because they couldn't do it. Did you ever think if you gave them a reason to want to push harder, to do more, to work faster and do more, they would do it if there was a fucking reward system or reason at the end of the road. The idea of you're going to build the company better does nothing for an employee because they don't get the monetary benefit the company gets when the company does well. If you want to have a staff that is trained well, retained, going to push harder every day, week, month, and year so that the company can do well, the company has to show them it's worth it to them. The employee has to feel that they have something at stake, something to win, not just something to fucking lose. Because if the end game is to keep your job, people are going to fucking leave. They're going to leave every day to let you know you can go fuck yourself. Because the reality of the world is when all of the work is put on a few people that do their job better than everybody else in the company, those few people will find a reason to fucking leave and find a company that's going to pay them well, treat them well, and you know what? Have the rewards and the system in place that's going to benefit them and nurture them to be able to grow, expand, and be even better. You don't think that's going to happen because you want to rule your fucking company with a fucking iron fist, you limp dick fucks? That's not how it's going to work. People have opportunities to leave now. People have the ability to work for fucking any company globally now because everyone's working from home. That telecommute is a fucking breeze and it's going to happen to you. Snap your fucking fingers and wake the fuck up because the future was last year. You're now behind the fucking eight ball and don't know what the fuck you're going to do. You figure out how to treat your staff right because when you don't, they will find someone that can. And the ones that are really good will find out they don't need you or anyone else. They can do it by themselves and then coach your fucking opponents. And then you're really fucked. Well, it looks like that's all the time I've got today for this episode. I want to thank everyone for tuning in and remind you to share, like, and comment on iTunes. Now it's actually Apple Podcasts. Those of you that haven't already figured that out, Apple Podcasts, they're rebranding it, move things around, new algorithms. Podcasting is a huge thing. Uh, they're putting tons of money into it. We're talking billions of dollars now. Advertising's all over the place. It's going bonkers. But I want to thank you guys, the loyal fans that have been listening to The Rant and listen to me and my friends and the special guests do everything we do on this show. I love the entertainment we we're able to put out to you guys. I love the interactions that we're able to do on social media. So don't forget to comment, like, follow, and share me on Instagram, Facebook. I'm also on Twitter, Reddit, and MySpace. Yeah, no, I got MySpace. MySpace is a little behind the the weather for it, but we'll figure that one out. I'll, I'll get it back up. Don't forget to check out the No Phony Podcast Network at nophonynetwork.com and hit up 
thehermanjames.com. Sign up for our new giveaway coming out here pretty soon, as well as all of the materials that we use on the show with swag on there and new swag coming soon. Thehermanjames.com. I can't wait to be in yours next time.